I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's going on with all these January 6th people going to prison? We'll talk to Julie Kelly about that. What's the latest and greatest on the abortion fight and schools? Are we winning there? We might be winning. That's coming up on I'm Right. What's the goal? You know what the goal is. Their goal. The goal of the system. The goal they have is to turn you into an enemy of the state. You've heard me say it a thousand times. You will hear me repeat it a thousand times. If they can turn you, your beliefs, your thoughts, your texts, your whatever, into laws being broken, if they can turn those into criminal acts, then they can do what they really want to do is send their guns after you, arrest you, hurt you, kill you in some cases. Maybe you're sitting there right now saying, Jesse, not this again. Jesse, that's so over the top. Jesse, that's crazy. Have you been paying any attention at all to what they've been doing for the January 6th, to the January 6th political prisoners? Minor little crimes, and they're tossing these people in the federal clink for decades. Why are they doing that? That's to let you know they're watching. You remember what I said? Americans, you and I, have been blessed to live in a country where we've had mostly free speech for a long time. Across the world, in many nations today, having a bad opinion can get you thrown in jail. It can. The people running your country, there is no difference whatsoever between them and any other totalitarian who ever lived. They're only missing the opportunity to do those things. Rest assured, if these people had the ability right now 
to take you and throw you in jail for not doing and saying and thinking what you were told. They would do it without hesitation. They would not lose one minute of sleep while they did it. The enemy is not China. It's not uh, Islamic terrorists somewhere. It's not Russia. It's not North Korea. The enemy is you. I've decided I don't like these old clips anymore, as wonderful as that was. I just look at the hair, and all it does is make me miss it. Joining me now, Julie Kelly, author of the great book, January 6th, the one who has been all over the D.C. show trials, the Moscow show trials, I guess I should call them. Julie, okay, who's Enrique Terrio? What happened to him, and why should I care? So Enrique Tario is the leader of the Proud Boys. Um, Proud Boys were one of the groups involved in the Capitol protest on January 6th. They brought no weapons to the Capitol. They didn't assault any police officers. They didn't go inside and tear up the inside of the building. They didn't try to hunt down Nancy Pelosi. Nonetheless, and of course, they've been targeted by the FBI for years. They had multiple FBI informants embedded in this group before January 6th. But they are one of the groups that Christopher Ray, the FBI and DOJ, claims is um, you know, a domestic terror group, poses a, a dire threat to the country, and also is tied to Donald Trump. As you recall, the stand back and stand by comment in the 2020 presidential election that was made by Donald Trump. So these men have been targeted. They were initially charged with obstruction of an official proceeding and conspiracy. Uh, DOJ then accelerated their prosecution of the Proud Boys in early 2022, bringing seditious conspiracy charges against them, including Enrique Tario. After a four-month trial earlier this year, a DC jury convicted four of the five of seditious conspiracy. Uh, DOJ asked for up to 33 years in prison for Enrique Tario and others Joseph Biggs, Ethan Nordeen. And in the process of asking for those outrageous sentences, wanted Judge Timothy Kelly, a Trump appointed judge, to add a terror enhancement, claiming that the shaking of a temporary metal fence on Capitol grounds that day rose to the level of an act of terrorism, which is exactly what Judge Kelly did. There's the video right there. Just the latest in a long list of political prisoners brought by Joe Biden, Merrick Garland's DOJ, with the uh, court's imprimatur of judges of both sides, including Judge Tim Kelly. Julie, we now have nine, by my count, January 6th prisoners who are facing more than a decade in federal prison. Obviously not ideal. You've been all over this from the beginning. My question is, where do they go from here? Do they go somewhere? I know this law stuff gets so complicated with appeals and whatnot, but are they just done? Have we seen the last of these guys for 20 years? I do not believe so. I mean, especially in these cases you see here, there's two people there, Peter Schwartz and Thomas Webster, who were convicted of assaulting police officers. The others here you see are Oath Keepers, uh, ONDJ Rodriguez as well. He was involved in the alleged Michael Fanon assault. But the others you see are Oath Keepers and Proud Boys who were convicted of um, seditious conspiracy and obstruction. So no, those cases are not over. Uh, their defense attorneys will be filing appeals. You can't file an appeal until you're sentenced. So they will appeal not just how the trials were conducted by Judge Tim Kelly and Judge Amit Mehta in the Oath Keepers cases, but also the legitimacy of a bogus charge like seditious conspiracy and obstruction of an official proceeding. And then, of course, the outrageous application of a terror enhancement for shaking a metal fence. Um, so this is all headed to the D.C. Circuit Appellate Court and very likely could end up at the Supreme Court uh, in the next year or so. 
Okay, well, at least there's that. Let's talk about something awful. At least four January 6th political prisoners have committed suicide during all this. Jordan Meacham is one of them. I believe he's the latest one. What, what's happening to these young men? What, what, why is this happening? It's happening because instead of facing the wrath of this Department of Justice and these D.C. federal judges and the media, by the way, having their lives there, he is George, Me George Meacham, who is 19, 19 years old on January 6th, went, wow. he's, a, he's one of 10 siblings. He lives on a ranch in rural Utah with a very tight-knit family. He went with his uncle to the Capitol, he's 19 years old. Uh, he was interrogated by the FBI this past May and he was arrested and charged uh, earlier in early August. And on the same day, the judge Reggie Walton, who is one of many unhinged judges on the DC District Court, uh, set his arraignment on that very day. Uh, George Meekum, 22 years old, uh, took his life. And the source very close to the case confirmed that with me last week. I will be writing about this. This is just one more devastating aspect, human carnage and human toll of what Joe Biden, Merrick Garland, Lisa Monaco, and Matthew Graves' DOJ is doing to J6 defendants. A young man, rather than live his life branded as a terrorist and charged with four misdemeanors, by the way, he's not even charged with assaulting police <laughs> officers. He was inside the Capitol for less than 10 minutes, Jesse. Nonetheless, his life would be destroyed. And instead of putting himself and his family through that, uh, tragically, uh, he decided to end his life on August 28th. Oh, God have mercy on the mercy on the Meacham family. Jord is his name. I'm sorry, I called him Jordan. Jord, God, that is friggin' horrible. Okay, Julie. Well, along the lines of the whole disheartening mess list is this useless hunk of flesh, Ken Buck, who's apparently actually a member of the House Freedom Caucus, writing a letter to the Colorado GOP denying that these people were mistreated. Do I have that right? Yes, you do. Ken Buck, who not only I think is the House Freedom Caucus, he sits on the House Judiciary Committee. And this outrageous letter that he sent to his own constituents, by the way, filled with falsehoods, filled with ignorance about what's happening to January 6th defendants, um, basically giving the green light and his imprimatur on what the Department of Justice is doing to now 1,100 Americans and counting. He is dead wrong on many counts, including the idea that this Department of Justice is equally applying the law, that they are protecting, that these judges are protecting the due process rights, the 1A, 4A, 5A, 6A, um, uh, constitutional protections that these judges are completely violating. And there he is, Ken Buck, and guess what he is? Jesse, you'll be shocked to know. He was a former prosecutor for 25 years. Right. So God forbid he step up and condemn what his own agency is doing to his own constituents. Dead wrong on many counts and shame on him for uh, giving the green light to this DOJ destroying systematically, not just destroying the lives of Americans, but the rule of law, our constitution, and the due process rights of defendants in this country. Julie, last question. I know you're a busy woman, especially in times like this. Okay, the seditious conspiracy charge, it's something you've gotten us boned up on several times when you come on the show, so I'm not gonna ask you to repeat yourself, but that's the charge you believe is still coming for Donald Trump. One, do you still believe that's coming for him? And two, is that charge, is that the real reason we're seeing these outrageous sentences, 17 years, 22 years? Is that the charge that's doing it? 
Such a great question. I've been told by people with better sources at the DOJ than I have that this is not coming. I still don't believe it. And I think that part of all the optics and these excessive sentences for the Proud Boys is to uh, raise awareness of the Proud Boys case and how it has been tied to Donald Trump, which they made Donald Trump a key figure in this case and in the trial. During closing arguments, they played that clip from September of 2020 when Trump said, stand back and stand by. They said the seditious conspiracy began on December 19th of 2020 when Trump tweeted out, come to DC on January 6th will be wild. So you're telling me that Biden's DOJ has made Donald Trump a central figure in the seditious conspiracy case and conviction, but Jack Smith is not going to bring the same count against him. Uh, I don't see how Jack Smith gets away with it. And certainly he will be under great continued pressure to bring something, not just seditious conspiracy because of what happened with the Proud Boys and others, but this will help bolster this 14th Amendment movement, that that will be enough, that will be sufficient to keep Donald Trump, even just a charge, not a conviction, an indictment on that sufficient to keep him off the ballot in multiple states. Ah, Lee, what a friggin' mess. Julie, you're the best. Go do your other 8,000 media interviews today. I appreciate you. <laughs> Thanks, Jesse. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Abby Johnson, I love her pro-life activist. She's going to join us next. Let's get the update on where we're at with this whole thing. We winning? We losing? Has the electorate changed its mind? Because it's not a popular issue to talk about. Let's talk to Abby about that. Before we talk to Abby, there's something else that's not popular to talk about. Rescued dogs, animals. We don't like to talk about it because here's why. Here's why. And look, I'm as guilty of this as anyone else. I drive by, I see the dog on the side of the road, wife, kids are in the car. Oh my gosh, look at the dog, someone left him. Oh, can we help, can we help? I want to help too. I just don't want to bring him to my house. Stop, I'm not going to go through all that. That's why organizations like Delta Rescue are so special. They see that dog and they do what I won't do. They bring him in. Delta Rescue is the world's largest no-kill care for life animal shelter. They will see that dog. That dog will not only be brought in, that dog will have a happy, cared for life the rest of his life because of Delta Rescue. And they only do this with your help, with your donations. That's what funds Delta Rescue. DeltaRescue.org is where you go. Go give and support this wonderful organization. All right? We'll be back. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. 
when I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What do you think is going to really get them out this fall? Well, I, I think it's going to be abortion. I think it's going to be democracy. It's those two issues. And Same that's issues from 2022. Absolutely. And that's what the president and his campaign are banking on. I agree, actually. I agree that they're going to bank on that. And I agree it may help them. That doesn't change my mind on the issue even one little bit, though. Joining me now, Abby Johnson, author of the book Life to the Full. Abby, okay, I, I'm not naive. I understand that Democrats think, and probably right, rightly so, that at this point in time, abortion is a winner for them to campaign on. They've told women for decades that they should be able to just kill whatever they want, and a lot of women have been raised that way. I know that, but that doesn't sway me, should it? No. I mean, you're right. It doesn't matter. It, does, it doesn't matter if the Democratic Party came out and said sex trafficking is fine, right? Uh, it's it's wrong. It's still wrong. Doesn't matter if they came out and said, you know, we decided spousal abuse is fine. No, spousal abuse is not okay, right? Uh, just because someone or a whole group of someone's says that something is okay does not mean it's morally acceptable, right? And so we have to be the group of people who are shouting from the rooftops. This is not okay. But part of it, though, is that 
we have to educate ourselves, right? And we have to then be passing on that education to the public. Because it's just like you said, we have an entire generation of women, particularly young women, who have been raised to all they know is that abortion is has been legal for them. And because of that, it's kind of been acceptable in our society. So for me, it's all about going back to the basics. What is actually in your womb? Is it alive? Does it have a heartbeat? Is it growing? Yes, yes, yes. And if all those things are true, then that's a living human being that deserves dignity and respect. It has intrinsic value. And because those things are true, to intentionally take its life is murder. And those are the things that we have to start teaching people at a young age. Abby, uh, I am not a woman, obviously. I don't have enough hair. I, I am not a woman. Can you explain more from a female perspective why young women would find that appealing, abortion appealing? I, I find it, and I've always found it to be so, even before I was politically involved, so repugnant. And most of the women I know, almost all of them, are such loving mothers who would lay down in traffic for their babies without a second of hesitation. And yet these young women... I don't want to say they love it. That's not probably fair for most of them, but they really, really are passionate about being allowed to do it. And I don't understand it at all. Can you explain it to an idiot like me? Well, you're not an idiot. It's just, I mean, look, nobody wants to say the truth, okay? And I'm just gonna, I'm gonna tell you the truth. Most of the women having abortions today are doing so out of selfishness. They're not doing it out of ignorance. They're not doing it because they're just victims to the society. They're not doing it because they're victims at all. Um, they're not doing it because they're scared. They're, not, they're doing it out of selfishness. Look, I run a hotline for, for women who are pregnant and need assistance. And I can't tell you the amount of phone calls we get from women who say, I, you know, the reason I don't want to have a baby is because I just, I don't want to screw up my body. Um, I don't oh. want to have a baby because I've got plans for spring break and I want to get drunk oh. the whole time. And I, I can't get drunk if I'm pregnant. Um, there is just this selfishness that is so pervasive in our society right now. And it's so bad that we're willing to kill for it. God have mercy. My goodness. I, I'm, I'm sad I asked. No, I'm, I'm glad you answered. I, I'm just, I'm sad I asked. By the way, if you wouldn't mind, would you give out the number for that hotline for any young lady who might be thinking about making that choice right now, please? Yeah, so if people just want to go to our website, it's loveline.com. Uh, you can go directly to our, our chat line from loveline.com. You can text us, you can call, you can email us. We're available all the time, and we'll get back to you immediately. Okay, Abby, let's, let's switch gears to something almost equally horrible. Nine pro-lifers found guilty of violating the FACE Act, 11 years in prison. What, what is this ridiculousness? What's happening out here? 
Yeah, I mean, look, the DOJ is, I mean, obviously out of control. Look what they did to, you know, Mark Hoke. Uh, what, that was like a year ago? They show up to his home, uh, you know, guns pointed at him and his wife and his children, uh, threatening to, you know, send him to prison. Um, the DOJ has been weaponized. FBI has been weaponized obviously very much against the pro-life movement very much against pro-lifers look what's look what's happened to all of these you know people that were involved in in the january 6th ordeal um you know and then you kind of compare that to what happened with the blm riots people that almost killed police officers are still you know free free as birds uh, nothing happened to them. So we see who is being uh, really persecuted and who isn't. Um, obviously, Biden and his DOJ very much uh, opposed to pro-life activism. Um, and we're seeing it play out here. But I don't want anybody to think that this is a reason not to continue pro-life activism. Um, these nine activists, they, you know, they knew what they were doing, right? And they took a risk. They, you know, intentionally blocked the door of an abortion facility. They are intentionally trying to uh, basically provoke the FACE Act, right? Because uh, what we're looking at now is saying, okay, the FACE Act is an unjust law. And so they're wanting to now look at reasons to, to undo the FACE Act. And so this is a way for them to challenge the FACE Act. Um, and to say, this is, you know, this is an unfair, this is an unfair law. Um, going out and and simply praying giving out information to women in front of an abortion facility is not going to get you thrown in jail okay um these nine activists they knew what they were doing they knew that going to prison was a possibility and they made that choice intentionally now we are kind of looking at this from a different angle and saying okay now this puts us in a position to really go after the face act and say look we're out here trying to defend murder we're out here saying that these these abortionists are murdering babies they're murdering human beings we should be allowed to protest that um, if they were murdering four-year-olds, it would be acceptable for us by any means possible to stop the murder of a four-year-old. Why is murder acceptable just because it's a child in the womb? Amen. Abby, keep doing what you do. I appreciate you. Of course. Thanks so much for having me on. Of course. Corey DeAngelis is going to join us next. We're going to talk a little bit about education in this country. Education important no as we just heard but let's talk about something else real quick obviously the national debt is something that we try to avoid talking about almost all of us you know i talk about it on this show but we don't talk about it with friends and family do we oh the debt the debt is so boring but it's not only real a debt crisis is inevitable 
the dollar. I don't want to say collapsing, maybe that's too far, but look, you know what I'm talking about. You know what countries are doing around the world to make sure they're protected against the coming debt crisis that will be global? You know what they're doing? They're buying gold. Go look at what China and other nations are doing. They're buying up gold. Now, why would they be buying up gold? Because gold is a guarantee. Precious metals are a guarantee. They're not subject to the whims of the Feds or the Democrats or the Republicans or any of these other people. Precious metals simply have value no matter what. Always have. Always will. Oxford Gold will deliver them to your front door. All you have to do is call 833-995-GOLD and let Oxford take care of the rest. Tell them I told you to call. They will take care of you. 833-995-GOLD. All right? We'll be back. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The hardest thing I think is when you come back... The hardest thing is to come back after three months of not doing any work, not doing any homework, and all of a sudden, you've got a lot to make up. Everybody has a lot to catch up from what the, the end of the last year. Did he have to call her baby? Just doesn't ever come off right coming from him. Anyway, let's talk about school. Enough of that. Joining me now. My friend Corey DeAngelis out there doing great work, author of the book Mediocrity. Okay, Corey, um, the communists are no doubt still involved in our schools, sadly, across the country, though we are notching many, many wins, which we will get to. What are they up to now? I know all the spotlight, courtesy of people like you, is on CRT and things like that. What are they doing? What are they still doing? I mean, there's some places that are still implementing mask mandates in places like Maryland. Uh, an article just came out from an elementary school. I mean, so the communists are still trying to force their branch COVIDian ideology onto little kids in elementary schools. You have some school districts in, in states like Texas and Kentucky even that are closing for, for COVID. I mean, it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. I didn't think that in 2023, they'd still be up to this this crap, but if, if they keep it up, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of conflicted. I, I kind of wish that they'll continue this at a larger scale because it will just mean more wins for the school choice movement. If these uh, far leftists that have infiltrated the schools try to keep flexing their muscles and suffocate kids with masks and to, to overrule what parents actually want, well, parents are gonna start fighting back even harder than they did before. Yeah, you bring up a good point. Between the mass and the complete stupidity of America's school children at this point in time, through no fault of their own, here was Corinne Diversity Hire being asked about record low test scores. Test scores for this age group are the lowest in decades despite billions of dollars in investment from the administration. Uh, is the White House's approach failing and not improving these test scores? If anything, um, look, there's going to be a lot of more work to do, right? That is understandable. That. Uh, uh, that the work uh, doesn't doesn't end, you know, didn't end when the president was able to open up schools, as I mentioned at the top. Remember when the president mm -hmm. walked in, more than 50% of schools were shut down because of COVID, because the last administration didn't have a plan, didn't have a comprehensive plan to deal with COVID. And because the president put that, put, uh, put schools reopening and businesses reopening and making sure that people got shots in arms uh, made that a priority, we were able to open up the schools. Now, is there more work to do? Absolutely. Corey, our schools and critical subjects like math and science were frankly not very good before COVID. Now they're a complete disaster as we shortchange this next generation. Right, and, and it partially had a, well, had a lot to do with the school closures. I mean, the schools were already failing before uh, the unions held children's education hostage for basically two, three years. But the latest Nations Report Card scores found decades of learning loss 
uh, in the latest uh, outcomes in math and reading, uh, back to the the levels of the 19 from 50 years ago. Uh, so it, it, there has been huge learning loss, and there's been analyses by um, uh, in academic journals finding that places that closed the schools longer, they lost more ground academically than than st states and places that had less influence by the by the teachers unions. And look, Joe Biden didn't do much of anything to open the schools. They were already opening by the time he started even talking about it. So he was a, a lagging indicator, not a leading indicator. And, he, and what did he actually do? Uh, nothing. I mean, they, they showered schools with so-called COVID relief in both administrations, frankly, about $190 billion in COVID relief since March of 2020. And the schools didn't even really spend that money. I mean, they just sat on it for a long time. They started hiring more people because the reality is the school system is more of a jobs program for adults than an education initiative for kids. The, the results show it, their priorities show it, and where they allocate the funding. It's, it's a total dumpster fire. And that's why we've had nine states already go all in on school choice in two years. They're all red states with uh, smarter political leaders with GOP trifectas, but almost 20% of states now have universal school choice. That is just huge momentum and and good. I, that's why I say I hope that the teachers unions almost continue to overplay their hand because it'll just mean that we notch more victories uh, on the school choice front. Corey, I'm glad to hear that about red states. I encourage people to move to those red states to enjoy a better life. But Democrats love their kids too, at least I think so, the ones they allow to be born. Why aren't they pushing these same things through their blue-run states? Well, the Democrats are owned by the teachers' unions. When, I talk, when we're talking about the politicians, Randy Weingarten's union, the American Federation of Teachers, contributed over 99.9% of their contributions politically to Democrats as opposed to Republicans in 2022. And it's been like that for over three decades. We have 30 years of data from Open Secrets showing that about 98, 99% of their contributions every single campaign cycle go to Democrats. So. The teachers unions are basically an arm of the Democratic Party, and they have been for a long time. But that doesn't mean that Democratic constituents don't care about their kids. You look at the latest Real Clear Opinion research polling uh, from this year, nationwide finding that a supermajority of Republicans, Democrats, and independents support the concept of school choice. It just so happens that their their leaders are are controlled and owned a wholly owned subsidiary of the teachers unions. But the constituents should have more power than the unions. Parents have more power in numbers and they care about their kids more than anybody else. It's about time for Republicans, independents and Democrat parents alike to push back against the system and get school choice nationwide. Okay, so why don't these Democrat politicians tell the unions to go pound sand? I understand the campaign donations and I'm not dismissing <laughs> that. The campaign money's a big deal, I get that. but. None of these Democrat politicians are going to say, hey, we, I don't want to lose the votes. My constituents are mad at me. Sorry, I can't do it. That's just the nature of special interest politics that uh, the, the teachers unions, they are basically single issue voters. This is all they care about. And so parents need to make uh, their kids' futures a, a single issue um, uh, policy area as well. And until that happens, the unions are going to continue to win. But Democrats are starting to defect on the issue in some states. In Georgia and North Carolina, Democrat uh, representatives in their houses have switched parties uh, to the Republican Party. Misha Maynard out of Georgia and Trisha Cotham out of North Carolina. 
Uh, so hopefully the more that this pressure continues to mount from the bottom up from parents and the real constituents, more Democrats will defect uh, against the union. I love that. Corey, thank you so much, brother. Come back soon. Thank you. That's good news. Nine states already school choice. And remember this. You can have Congress. You can have the presidency. If you give me the school boards. If you could give me all the school boards next year and I had to give you every seat in Congress and the presidency, I'd take that deal like that without a moment of hesitation. And you should too. The Democrats have always understood that's where their real power lies. It's not in this law or that law. It's in educating the next generation to hate their country and themselves and their parents and to become communists. That's always been the power base of the Democrats. They get it. We have to start getting it too. All right, enough. Let's talk about some economic stuff. Let me talk to you about something economic really quickly. Dogs can get expensive. Why? Well, you have to take them to the vet when they get sick. And if your dog is only eating dog food, which is the normal thing people do, just dog food, you think you're doing the right thing, you're probably at the vet a lot, aren't you? And we wonder why these dogs have so many health problems all the time. We never give them nutrition. There's no nutrition in dog food. It's dead. That's why all dog food is brown, because they killed everything that was alive in it. The only way to give your dog real nutrition is to give your dog rough greens. All natural nutritional supplement created by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black. Green Beret, by the way. Pour it on your dog's food. Watch your dog come alive and visit the vet a lot less. Roughgreens.com slash Jesse gets you a free bag. All you pay for is the shipping. Or you can call them, and I recommend that, 833-33-MY-DOG. All right? We'll be back. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. my friends on the other side what they say is wrong with America. They keep telling us America's failing. They're wrong. I've got news from America has the strongest economy in the world right now, today. Joining me now, Axel Kaiser. He is the author of the book The Street Economist. Really simplifies things for you if you're trying to understand what you're looking at. Okay, Axel, I realize we have the largest economy in the world, though China is gaining. Does that make it the strongest? Do we have the strongest economy in the world? Well, I don't think so. I mean, in a sense, you could argue that you have higher degrees of uh, freedom in the United States when you compare it to China or Russia or India, and you have uh, rule of law that is, uh, you know, has been deteriorating over time. But uh, I believe that the challenges that the United States face, like for instance, the debt, the amount of debt that the country has, and um, the lose of competitiveness, I mean, the loss of competitiveness uh, around, I mean, as vis-a-vis the other uh, developing nations like India and even China are huge challenges. And so it's not uh, a you know, an argument you could easily make in the sense that uh, you are doing things right. I think the United States is doing things very poorly um, compared to its potential, and it's in decline. And and that's the main uh, point we have to focus on. It's it's a declining economy, and yeah, there are worse places, of course, but that doesn't mean you are doing things right. Axel, can you elaborate and, and take your time, as much time as you need on this, on the debt and why that matters and why that's potentially catastrophic. Because look, 
I go off on the dead all the time, but I fully understand it's not something you can make people care about because they've been warned about the debt their whole lives and they've never really seen any kind of a difference in their daily life. So they just assume this is going to go on without end. Why is all this debt a problem? You know, the United States has the dollar, which is a world reserve currency, and uh, it, it makes things easier for Americans because everyone in the world is demanding the currency. But now you are seeing a movement um, among governments from other parts of the world to get rid of the dollar and not to buy as much debt anymore. And that means that it will pressure interest rates up in the case of the United States. And um, there will come a point, I think, in the future where the U.S. will default on its debt. Uh, and this happened in the past. Remember, uh, Richard Nixon, he got rid of the gold standard because he, well, needed to print money in order to fund the Great Society programs and uh, that he inherited from Lyndon Johnson and then also the Vietnam War and other things. And now you have a huge government and two-thirds of the budget of the federal government are what we can call entitlements and social rights. So it's very hard for the political class to come to an agreement in order to cut spending because most of it has nothing to do with defense or things like that. It's it's mostly uh, giving people money uh, and so-called social rights, which is, you know, once you do that, it's very hard to get rid of those. And Medicaid, Medicare, Social Security are going to be huge problems down the road. And actually, there is a good economist, Lawrence Kotlikoff, who has calculated that the U.S. is already broke and you have like a thousand percent of GDP unfunded liabilities. There is no way you are going to be able to pay that. And so it could have catastrophic consequences if you don't deal with that uh, soon. And, you know, you could lose the dollar as a, uh, the dollar could lose the status as a reserve currency in the world, and that would mean you would have uh, much higher interest rates in the US, you would have uh, an economy that would contract probably, and also, you know, a currency crisis. And that would be the not the end game, because you could somehow try to recover from that huge crisis, but it would have catastrophic social and economic consequences, and, and probably a lot of violence too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We that's, are, that's, we're not the only country. No, that's a lot. Yeah. But we're not the only country saddled with debt by any means. We like to talk about our own problems and act like every other country, India, China, all of them, Russia, they're all doing hunky-dory, but that's not necessarily the case, is it? Yeah, I mean, it's true. Uh, we have a debt problem in the world, and that has to do with the fact that we have a, you know, fiat currency system that was really generalized uh, when Nixon got rid of the gold standard in 1971, because before that, the dollar was anchored to gold and governments could demand, I think it was $35 per ounce of gold in exchange from the Federal Reserve. And so if you had uh, dollars as of, you know, as France did have reserves or other countries, they would send the dollars and they would get the gold, uh, uh, the equivalent in gold. And, uh, but since 1971, we have a fiat currency system everywhere in the world, and that has allowed the massive expansion of, uh, you know, debt and uh, money printing everywhere. And I'm someone who knows the history of Latin America very well, Latin America very well. And I can tell you, there is only one way this will end up, and it's by, uh, with a huge crisis, the system is going to blow up at some point. 
and and you will have probably people knowing i mean you know the experts are already talking about this so i, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point they come together and say we need currency reform all over the west i don't know what china and russia are going to do but i think europe uk maybe japan japan has 260% gdp debt so it's it's a huge problem and also the united states they will come and say let let's agree on a different monetary system because this is really unsustainable and it's also uh costing the economy a lot in terms of productivity and misallocation of resources. So it's really damaging the, uh, you know, a quality of life of average people everywhere. And you are not seeing the degrees of economic growth that you used to see in the post-war period. And this is also undermining the faith in democracy. So <laughs> you have many problems that are, um, you know, linked to this uh, fiat currency system and you know, if you don't, they don't do something about it, especially in the United States, uh, the outcome will be very ugly. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Axel, thank you so much. I appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. Like we've talked about before many times, none of that stuff was a shock to you because we talk about it. The debt, it's, it's like all of our other arguments. It's not that they're not important. I don't want to say that. But it's like we are all just standing on the train tracks fighting over all these things. And the debt is this freight train coming at us at 100 miles per hour. It's not, it's not just that we, we don't look like we're going to jump out of the way. We don't seem like we're even looking at the train or know that it's there when it's coming for all of us. But hey, Republicans and Democrats alike keep passing trillion dollar bills and spending it all. So what are we going to do? All right, you know what we need? We need to lighten the mood. Let's go get a light in the mood. Before we do that, let's, let's lighten your burden. That timeshare burden that's just weighing on you. It's just sitting there on your back weighing you down. You want out of your timeshare. I know it. You know it. Your timeshare company knows it. Lone Star Transfer knows it. What the timeshare company is banking on when they tell you, sorry, you can't get out. Sorry, you're in for life. Sorry, you signed the contract. What they're banking on is that you don't ever find out about Lone Star Transfer. Lone Star Transfer, the company that will get you out legally and permanently. They put it in writing. They even give you a time frame in writing. They're successful 99% of the time. You just have to make a phone call. Get out of your timeshare. 844-310-2646. Get that timeshare off your back. 844-310-2646. We'll be back. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Junie. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, it is time to lighten the mood, and this is going to be probably the most special one we've ever done. I'm not going to say it's sacred, what we're about to do, but right up there. All right, so just give me a second. Before we get to that, let's do this. Let's talk about allergies, our air. You know your home has smells, right? You smell it when you walk into other people's homes. Now, why do you smell it? Homes have an odor. They do. What are you smelling? Well, you're smelling the people who live there. They have odors, the dogs, the cats, the food, all this stuff soaks into the walls and the carpets. And let's be honest, it's kind of gross. But your home has a smell too. Mine does too. Unless you have Eden Pure Thunderstorms in your house. Because Eden Pure Thunderstorm doesn't cover up odors in the air. It eliminates them. It eliminated my allergies right along with it. The greatest air purifier ever. Just this little black box goes right in the outlet. Go plug it in. Tell me what happens. They sell three packs of them. I own nine of them. They sell three packs of them, $200 off at EdenPureDeals.com. Go get one. You have to use the code JESSE. 
EdenPureDeals.com code Jesse. All right, now let's have a chat, a chat, a chat, a chat. You see, today, for Lighten the Mood, we thought we'd do something a little different. It's National Read-A-Book Day today. And I just want to say this, no matter what happens out there, I know that we have endless entertainment options right now. Maybe you're here watching the first. Maybe you're watching the first on your phone. Yeah, you can do that. Maybe you're watching your, the first on uh, DirecTV. You can do that too. Any one of a million places, you can watch the first. You have so many entertainment options today. But you need to take time to read a book. Find a book, not just a meaningless book. Find a book that's powerful, extremely powerful. May I recommend The Anti-Communist Manifesto? I have not only read this book, I have reviewed it. You can see my reviews on the back of the book. And let me tell you what, this book, life-changing, world-changing. You can go purchase this book at jessekellybook.com. I'll see you tomorrow. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.